Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the How Did You Learn to Do That podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week for another great episode. I just wanted to take a moment to thank you for helping us grow by sharing, liking, and subscribing our podcast on our social media accounts, as well as on our on YouTube and our social media platforms. Um, and, you know, I just want to take a minute to talk a little bit about what's been occurring um, in the last couple of weeks. So I took the last couple of weeks off from sharing my own content for this for this podcast and, the, and the, on the blog because I wanted to give space for the voices of the black community, of protesters, of people being, becoming allies or the knowledge that is being shared around how to be anti-racist or how to educate yourself to be an anti-racist you know what is systemic racism and how does this affect not just black communities but all of us because if we empower and we encourage and we stop racism and we are you know take the steps to become anti-racist how can we actually empower the world as a whole so empowering the black communities supporting the black communities and understanding that black lives do truly matter you know, not only is beneficial for the black community, but for all of us as a world, because we're all humankind and we all need to be there for one another, no matter what. And race is not something that should divide us. It's not something that should separate us and it should not be systemically causing inequities at all, across all levels. So I did spend last week sharing knowledge and reposting stories and content that was shared by other people around this around this movement but I wanted to be able to give that space so I am going to try over the next couple of weeks because this conversation should not end it should continue no matter what I do want to give space for anyone that has anything they want to share to connect with me at info at how did you learn to do that.com or send me a message on Instagram at how did you learn to do that and let me know because I'm happy to have you have us do a live on Instagram where you can share your information. I'm happy to send me your content and I can share it for you. Um, I have a small platform, but I want to use it to share your voices, your content, your information. So please connect with me if you have anything you want to share. Or even if you want to come on as a podcast guest, I'm also happy to record with you and have you on our guest to share your story to help us educate and to share knowledge around how systemic racism works and how to become an anti-racist. And so with that, I do want to thank our guest for this week, Athena Anglo. She graciously agreed to be on this podcast with me this week. She's going to be talking about how as a mompreneur, she, took the cur- she had the courage to move from Mexico to Canada and create a life for herself and manifest the life that she always wanted for herself and is now living that life she wish existed many years ago for herself. So I'm excited for you guys to hear her story and let me know if you have any questions. Okay, hi everyone. So I'd like to welcome Athenas Angulo, who is a mother, a blogger, a marketer, influencer, and a health and wellness advocate. She has worked with well-known brands like Disney, Four Seasons, Mattel, and Amazon, just to name a few. In the last two years, Athenas has grown her audience to over 25,000 followers and was named one of the top 30 Vancouver mom bloggers. Her mission is to inspire women to take action into their dreams and help them to grow their online presence. So thank you, Athenas, for joining me today on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Athena's has an amazing and inspirational story um, that she'll share with you all. And I will link her Instagram as well as her website and her Facebook um, on the podcast link show notes, as well as on my Instagram and other social media accounts. So I'll let you take over, Athena's. So can you tell us a little bit about what set you on this journey um, to moving to Canada from Mexico and how you got the passion or how you figure that out in your journey. Yes, so I moved to Vancouver 10 years ago in 2010. And back on that time, I was, I would say that I wanted to look for a a better life. But in on my 20s, better life, I guess it was related more to a material things Mm -hmm. than money and material things. 
Um, but so I moved to Vancouver and my first job interview was in a Mexican restaurant for a waitress position. I failed the interview. And when I was on my way home, like my parents gave me three months of living. So I had enough money for three months to pay my rent and to buy groceries and stuff. And I was like, this was the first month. So on the first month, I only got one job interview for a waitress position. I screwed up. And on my way back on the SkyTrain, I was thinking, okay, so I only have two options here. Option one, I just enjoy the time that I have left here. And instead of me like looking for jobs, I just try to meet people and whatever and enjoy and, and know the city. O option number two, I make a plan and take action. So I went for door number two. So I came back home. I make a list of all the places that I would think that I can have an opportunity to get a job. I didn't speak English. That's why I was looking for a position as a, as a waitress in a Mexican restaurant. I know that you need to speak English regardless in any job here, but I was like, okay, maybe at, at least I understand the menu. <laughs> so I make a list of all the Mexican restaurants in town and I went every day to, um, to give out my resume. I got a job after two weeks of doing that. Like I was going all day long looking wow. for jobs. And I got finally a position in a, as a waitress in this Mexican restaurant. And I worked there for a year until I decided that I wanted to get an office job. Like I was very tired of working um, during the weekends and random hours. I was like, I want to have a nine to five job. But I still, my English wasn't the best. Still not the best. <laughs> but I wasn't very, like, I, I, I wouldn't, I wasn't feeling 100% um, good on, on my communication skills. So I decided to come back to school. I went back to school and um, started marketing. And at the same time, I took a job in a um, call center calling Australia and New Zealand. It was one of the most stressful job ever because um, I needed to make $300 a day to pay for my seat when I didn't fully speak the language and calling Australia. It was so difficult. But I learned a lot from this job. Like I can say that this job showed me like the pressure, like how, like handling pressure on mm -hmm. the on the job course. So after that, I I got finally a job in an office nine to five, and I worked there for five years in customer service and operations. Mm -hmm. And then one day, I decided that I was like getting all of these things. I, I'll say like. Yeah, I was getting the salary that I wanted at that time. And I was like getting a lot of material things, but I wasn't feeling successful. Like there was something that that life didn't fulfill me. I needed to do something that makes me like feel full. So in that time, I started my blog. I love six or four. Mm -hmm. And it was something that was filling up my cup. And I, I start liking it a lot, but it was my hobby, like my fun hobby. I was calling it, this is my, like, I have my full-time job that I don't love. I mean, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. But I have this hobby that makes me happy. So whenever I feel down, I will use this hobby. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. I mean, I have read so many times this quote that says, find what you love and find a way to make it your living. But I never, like, I don't know, I don't know why it didn't click on that time that that hobby that I was doing, like something that I was doing for fun and enjoying can become my, my living. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I mean, I can resonate with you. I worked at a call center um, many years ago and it is so stressful because you have to meet these quotas before you go in your day, right? You're not allowed to 
you know, not miss it. You're not allowed to really miss those, um, that quota. And so it is really challenging, but it does teach you a lot about, um, how to speak and I can, and language definitely and how inter, it's all interpreted, interpreted, uh, very well. But, and also what you say about having your nine to five, you love, you don't love it, but you don't hate it. And then having your blog as your hobby. And that's exactly how I feel, you know, like I don't hate my job. I actually do really like it. Um, and I'm passionate about it, but I don't love it. Yes. Like you said, it doesn't, I don't look forward to, you know, starting my work day, but doing this podcast, it, it's yeah, like you said, it's fulfilling that cup. Right. And it's figuring out how do I make this my full-time job? Um, you know, so I completely can resonate with you. It's funny because we always heard the quote. I always think about it. Like why those things doesn't click on me on, on time? Because we, I, we always heard life is too short. Do what you love. Yeah. And we know it's true. We know that's a fact, but we don't take action. And the reason why we don't take action is because we feel fear, feel mm-hmm. of failure, feel of that we are not enough. We put all of these beliefs in our life that stop us to grow. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, they, I, I, I have a lot, a lot of people ask me this question, like, how do you overcome that fear? And their answer is very simple, is action. Action is antidote of fear. If you don't take action, you're going to stay where you are forever. Yeah. And that's what I think, you know, in starting this podcast, the idea is that we sh- everybody can make a very small commitment, but make that commitment every single day towards the life that you want, you know, towards the life that you want to create or your purpose um, in life and on that journey. Um, and so I completely agree with you that fear always holds you back. So you're never, you're never sure what's going to happen once you take that step. But for anyone that has taken that step, and I'm sure you can relate, it's always better once you take the step and you live the life that you're supposed to. Yeah. What I tell a lot of my, uh, the people that I coach is you don't have to know everything. Like myself, when I started uh, my career in online marketing, I, I mean, I have the foundation of marketing because I started marketing. I have a bachelor's in communications and associate degree in PR. And I started marketing a one year a diploma in marketing, but the marketing in that time, it was completely different than what it is right now. I, I didn't know I was new to online marketing when I started, I started my blog and I start when I started, when I found what I like, which was my blog. I start getting more informed and I was taking action every day, like 30 minutes a day. I understand we have different, we are all in different situations, but I was in a situation that it was difficult. Like I had two kids, my the whole family is back in Mexico. I didn't have any help and I have a full-time job. If I had the time to make it happen, I'm sure a lot of people. Yes. So I will take, I know we don't have enough time. Probably I will be in another level right now if I didn't have all of these um, obstacles <laughs> that um, slow my growth. But at the same time, I have another things that are filling up my cup that creates that balance in, the, in my life. So I was taking 30 minutes a day to learn something about online marketing every single day, 30 yeah. minutes a day, you have 30 minutes a day when the kids are sleeping and it's hard. I know like by the end of the day, we are so tired. We don't want to, we are drained, but yeah. you have to do the effort. Like if you want to have that life, you have to sacrifice some things at the beginning. Yeah. And I've heard, I've definitely heard quotes that say, you know, you have to live for a short period of time, the way other people won't live or won't want to live in order to have the life that majority of people can't even reach to or can't get to because, you know, they didn't take those few years to live the hard life of, you know, doing 30 minutes a day in the evenings after you're tired and you just want to relax and but investing in yourself and making the commitment to yourself is so important in living, you know, your life. Um, you know, you said you moved from Mexico to Canada 10 years ago. What motivated you to make that move? What was it about Canada that 
you know, made you want to move here and start a life here? Well, I came here, uh, I don't remember the year, but I was 18. And I came as an ESL student uh, to, to learn English. And then I came back to Mexico um, to, to start my career in communications. Mm-hmm. So by the time that I moved back to Canada, my English was all gone. <laughs> there was five years in between since the first time I came. Um, and I got the PR. My mom was married to a Canadian, and she was the one who, who gave me the PR. Oops. So we immigrate. We immigrate together, but they came back to Mexico, and oh. I, I stayed here. Well, my brother stayed here in Canada as well, but he, he went to Victoria, and I decided to stay in Vancouver because I fell in love with Vancouver since the first yeah. time I was here. I remember when I was the first time I came to Vancouver, my school, my ESL school was just right behind the um, Canada place. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the Canada place was like my my favorite I don't know why I love that place it's like my special place yeah. and I remember one day I was I was very sad that I was going back to Mexico that I was looking at the water like you know you had a view to North Vancouver and whatever and I was like I'm gonna make a wish and I'm, I, I'm gonna make a wish that I'm gonna come back to Vancouver and I'm gonna live here forever and I'm gonna marry a guy here and I'm gonna work like I was like dreaming and and putting this and I'm like I'm gonna manifest this like this is gonna happen yeah and I went back to Mexico and I studied my degree and whatever and five years after it did happen yeah yeah wow that's the power of manifestation for sure you know uh creating that vision for yourself and working towards it every day I think is that's really inspiring um so what so in your current day role you know you're a mom you still run this business so at what point were you able to quit your nine to five and say that, okay, this is now my business or did you, were you, did you do that over several years or was it kind of like you went cold Turkey? Like I'm going to quit that and just focus a hundred percent on this. No, what, how it happened is um, I was working in the management and operations and whatever. So I heard that in the company, they, they had this opening in marketing and I wanted to apply but I remember I went to my boss and I say, I want to apply for the marketing position. But she told me, you know what, you should, we need you in this department and you should focus on what you're good at. Yeah. And I told her like, if you don't let me apply, I'm going to quit. Mm-hmm. And, but I was pregnant with my second child. We just bought a house. So I guess they don't, they didn't really think that I will do it. Like I was there for five years. It was like kind of my secure job. So I went on maternity leave and when I left, I even say my goodbyes and everything, like I'm not coming back. I knew that I will not going to go back. So I, I took that decision myself. I'm a person that when I take a decision, I make it happen. I don't look back. If I say it's not, it's not. Mm-hmm. So I, I told my husband, you know what? I not coming back to this job. And he was like, what? Like, we just bought a house. Are you sure? Like, we, we need to pay double daycare and things. Yeah. Like, my job is not going to make, like, we cannot make it with one job. And I said, you know what? I I don't care. Like, I have work in at Starbucks, at call center. Like, I can take any job. Like, I have experience and I have skills. I can take any job while I get the job that I want. So I sit down and make a list. Okay, what do I want? I want a job that allows me to uh, work at whatever hour. You know what? When I was working, this is the thing. When I was, it's not that I didn't, that I didn't love the job that I was doing, as I said, but also my life wasn't feeling the best. Like, you know, I was waking up at 6 a.m., not because I wanted to, but because I had to. And I had to, like, get dressed and, and drive an hour to get there. And I didn't enjoy that. I didn't want that anymore. I didn't have to do all of these things that I didn't like anymore. And I truly believe that it, it was not about the title anymore. Like, even if they offered me more money and gave me the vice president title, I didn't care. I wasn't the point that that wasn't what I was looking for. 
-hmm. I was looking like for me, I was looking for something like the, the success meaning change. Success for me was like do whatever I wanted to do when I wanted to do. Like that, that was what I was looking for. Like that freedom, waking up in the morning and know that I have enough time for me to go for a run and meditate and have my smoothie. And the, after having kids, for me, something that it was very important, it was like, I want to be the mother who is outside of the classroom waiting for, for her. Like when the bell rang, I want to be there. Yeah. That, that was something that it was very important for me. And I make that my priority. So I said, okay, I know, like I make up the plan. Okay, what do I want in a job? I want a freedom to work, whatever I want. I want a freedom to work the hours that I can work, like whatever I can and whatever. And I want more money too. <laughs> and, and my husband's like, okay, so how are you gonna, how are you planning to get more money? As a, like, I mean, you can apply for marketing coordinator and you are right now a supervisor, like, in a in a super, like, management position in operations. The salaries, of course, in operations is, is going to be higher than an entry-level marketing. And I say, I don't care. Like, I'm going to find a job. So I make my mission. I was, um, this company called me for a customer service position. I went to the interview. And while I was on the interview, I don't know how I convinced the guy to hire me in marketing. So when, when I was doing the interview, I started getting very excited um, talking about my blog and how to get bring sales and, and brand exposure. Like I started like very excited talking about that. And he asked me like, how long are you going to be working in customer service before wanting to find a job in marketing? And then I, it was silence. Like... I couldn't lie to him and he's like, you know what? My marketing person just left last week. I'm going to, I'm going to give you opportunity in marketing. And then I was like, yay. But when I, when I was doing the negotiation, I was like, I don't care. I'm going to ask him for this money and I'm going to ask him for all of these things that I want. I don't have anything to lose by this point. Yeah. And I asked for all of that and he, he gave it to me. That's incredible. You know, and we talked about a fear at the beginning that, you know, the fear of negotiating or the fear of just asking for what you want and even knowing what you want, right? Because sometimes you're in negotiations and you're kind of like, I don't really know what I want. Do I want this? Do I not want this? You know, do what salary do I want? What, you know, flexibility do I want? And it's important to know yourself and know what you want in order to live a more purposeful or more full life. Um, and the fact that you did it and then we're able to ask, and then, you know, he said, yes, it's just, it speaks to the power of just being able to ask and kind of get over your fears, stop limiting yourself, stop putting yourself in a bubble. And, um, I don't know if you've read lean in by Cheryl Sandberg yet. Um, but her book, she talks about women in the workforce, how women are so afraid to negotiate because they, you know, they know that at some point they may or may not want to take a maternity leave, Right or they may know that they need the flexibility because they're moms, right? They need that time. So they end up discounting themselves and their service because they say, okay, I'll take a lower salary because on the other end, as long as they'll be flexible for me to attend to my kids and take maternity leaves and be able to do all these things that, you know, as women and mothers, we have to do, they end up discounting themselves. But then she talks about how men who are dads, that also have to be there for their kids, you know, that also might have to take a bit of time off to be with their kids when they're born. They have no problem negotiating at all. They'll negotiate. They'll just not discount themselves at all, even if they have the skills or not. And I think that that's so important what you said and so empowering that you just, you know, you just have to know what you want. You just ask for it and you'll, you can get it if you really, really want to. I guess, I mean, I, what it pushed me to ask for that salary, it was a conversation with one of my friends. She's an HR and she, we were talking about, she knew I was looking for a job and whatever. And then I told her, oh, like, I, like I'm scared to ask for this salary, not to this, but to another uh, job that mm -hmm. I was applying. And she told me, Athena, you will be surprised of how much some companies pay. 
So you need to find that company that that is your match. That is what what is you're looking for because it's there. Yeah. You have to be patient, and and it's gonna come. Yeah. So it, it it was that's what it gave me the thought that this is not impossible. This is possible. So if it's possible for another people, why wouldn't it be possible for me too? Yeah, for sure. And so how do you feel now that you're, you've created this life that you wished existed for yourself and you've now created it? How do you feel now? Do you wake up fulfilled every day to get to work um, and do what you need to do? And do you feel balanced? Yes. Like my life changed a lot because now I wake up and I, I feel that freedom, you know, like I, I, when I was talking with, um, with one of my coworkers, she asked me like, what would you do if you win the lottery right now? And I told her I will be doing exactly what I'm doing right now in front of my laptop working marketing. Like even if I have like, I don't know, $50 million, this is what excites me and makes me happy. Like this is exactly what I will be doing. I probably know as a manager, but <laughs> probably with my own company. And I actually, um, that's why I started my own business because I was like, I really enjoy like this job. This job is giving me everything that I want. So it's like having the perfect client. <laughs> yeah. I have the freedom and I have the money. Like, why will I give this? But at the same time, I want to have also my name yeah. on the project. So that's why I have like my own business on the side and I still working here. So if one day I change my mind and I said, I just want to work from myself or I need a plan B or whatever, I have this on my side. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So you seem really busy, but very inspired and fulfilling. And so it's exciting to see, you know, that you had this vision for yourself, even from moving from Mexico back to Canada after your visit. Um, and, you know, creating this life for yourself, but, but also in your business. So you've, you know, taken your personal and your business life and you've created what you want for yourself. And I think that's a very empowering. And, you know, it just speaks to the fact that you just make small commitments every single day and you can achieve anything you set your mind to. Um, and so what would you, what advice would you give to someone that's, you know, just starting to take the steps to fulfilling their dreams and creating the life that they want? Um, that you did the thing is as I said before I was concentrating myself on material things like how like I want to I want a bigger I want another car I want a newer car but why like I wasn't focusing on the feeling that that car bring me Mm -hmm. so as soon as I get that car I was like okay what's next what's the next thing that I want so it was a, a circle that never end. I always wanted more and more and more. And I'm not saying that that's bad. I mean, it's, it's kind of like encourage you to, to move up. But at the same time, you're never satisfied. You're never satisfied. So I will say like, take a look inside of you because sometimes what are we trying to find is just inside of us. Mm-hmm. Like take a look, what feelings are you looking to fulfill yourself? Like for me, it was probably comfort. I wanted comfort. I wanted to feel um, happy. I wanted to feel um, empowered. Like I wanted, I was craving so much feelings that I was looking in things. And that's why I didn't want to leave my other job because I was like, okay, um, it, it gives me the money to go, to continue, to continue getting those things. So I was lost in that circle. Um, but what actions can you do to get those feelings every single day? So for me, the actions right now is going for a run, have the freedom to go for a run. So now that you know what, what feelings are you looking to fulfill, what actions can you do daily to, get your, to fill up your cup? So write down the actions. If he's going for a run, if he's doing this, if he's doing that, like baking cakes, play with makeup, like all of these things that people will find like they're, that they fire their souls. Yeah. Make a list of those things. And then after you make a list of those things, make a list of what actions can you take daily to make this happen, to make this 
um, to be able for you to integrate all of these things that makes you happy and fulfill you every single day. And take action, of course. If you don't take actions, you can say, I can, I can sit down with Tony Robbins and he can give me his whole process of how he got there. But if I never take the action, it's never going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that that's so important. You know, for myself, I did this exercise a couple of weeks ago, actually. And I, I created like a template, you know, of a calendar every single day. And I said, okay, these couple hours, you know, there's things that are non-negotiables that are named, listed, identified exactly what it is. And then there's like periods of just flex time where I say I could work on this or this or this, or, you know, just go watch a TV show if I'm feeling like I, that's what I want to do today. But, you know, making sure that your every single day has a, there's a plan for your day, a purpose, you know, and it's actionable and that you're spending a little bit of time just doing something that's going to, you know, take action and move you forward to what you want. Like you said, um, because especially in this day and age, like you said, with online and digital education and so much free education online, you know, through tons of people that are offering valuable content, there's just so much for you to learn and so much for you to just be able to access easily um, and be able to learn these things, like you said, and move forward. Like you spend half an hour every day learning about online presence, you know, and I'm spending half an hour every day learning about, you know, mar- like how do you build a brand? How do you do online marketing? Or how do you, you know, the algorithm, what is that? What, how does that work? You know, how do you make growth and all that? And so I think it's really important um, what you said about you can study, you can read, you can learn so much but until you apply it or actually make it actionable it's very hard to see the results what i will suggest as well is um myself i took all the free stuff online like youtube videos and 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 whatever but what when i started seeing um results is when i start actually paying someone who i wanted to be to train me to coach me yeah there is a lot of things that you learn on free content, but there are, but when someone do a personalized plan for you, it's like a diet is what I'm saying. Like every business is like a diet. There is no diet that works for everyone because everybody is different. It's the same with business. Every business is different. So if you have someone who can uh, strategic make a plan for your business, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's so true, um, you know, to be able to make that commitment and, and, um, you know, just even being, you know, starting this podcast, it was, you know, I was kind of looking at all, like you said, like I was looking at all the free content. I knew how to start. I knew where to go with it. But then as soon as I paid for a course of how do you start a company or a brand, then that's when I, you know, was, I felt more knowledgeable, but not only that, but I felt more courageous to actually be able to go and do it because I felt like I had the knowledge, the blueprint of how to do it. Like somebody had helped me create that. So I felt really invigorated and I completely agree. You know, there's tons of free content, but you know, paying for, for that, um, you know, that education, that mentorship is very valuable. And you know, it is, it, you do the return on investment is very, very high on that as well. I don't know why we have to, it's, it's like a push because we pay, we're like, okay, I pay for it. So I'm, I should take action. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing that I want to say is when, when I was talking to you, um, we were talking about that, how this week has been very heavy and that sometimes there are days that we just don't feel like doing anything. And that is fine. That is also taking action. Believe it or not, not doing anything and just, be quiet. That's um, someone asked me in an interview a couple of days, like, what do you do when you feel lost? Like, have you ever feel lost? And I say many times. So what do I do when I feel lost? I do nothing. That's what I do. Like I, I concentrate on myself and my thoughts and I like to listen and pay attention to, to what is happening around me and the signals that are around me. Mm-hmm. So when you feel overwhelmed, like today is not a day for me to be creative, it's okay. You stop and listen and learn. 
because that is taking action as well. You don't have to go and take this webinar or do anything. Just listen to what is around you and what is moving. And that is going to, when you come back from that, you're going to come up with a fresh mind and with lots of, lots of ideas. Yeah, I completely understand. You know, like you said, we this week was very heavy. Um, and, you know, being able to have the freedom, and that's what you talk about, being able to have a job where you can create that freedom, right? There's not many nine to five jobs where you can take the whole day off and just say you don't want to do anything because you need to take a break and, you know, just reflect and process and debrief and understand kind of what's happening um, and observe. And, and I think that that's really important to be able to have the freedom to just take that time to reflect is, is key. And like you said, not doing anything is doing something. Um, because you're ta- you got to take care of yourself if you want to be actionable. You can't just, you know, um, ignore what you're feeling in that moment and take a break when you need to. So, um, so that does take me to the next question. Um, how do you self-reflect in your day? You know, like how do you actually dig deep to yourself to make sure that you check in with yourself, that you are working towards the vision you set for yourself in your personal life, as well as in your business. But how do you reflect and make sure that you are still happy doing what you're doing? Um, and that you're keeping that focus there. I'll say like, there have, I have had many moments in, in my life. Um, there was a moment that I was getting burned out because I really wanted to push my business. Like I want to grow my following. I want to have all of this traffic to my blog. I want to do this. And I was working day and night and, um, on the side I was, there was, um, issues happening as well. And I was burning out myself. So I was like, okay, this is not exactly the life that I was thinking, like the life that I was, um, enjoying so I reach out to to a health coach I I reach out to her first for emotionally eating because I was emotionally eating a lot during that time and I took her program but this this uh person was her um her health was way more than just um just for emotionally eating um she asked me this question okay can you sit down and write down how is the perfect, how the perfect day look like for you? What's the perfect day for you? So I write down, okay, so I will wake up and I'm not going to be on, on a rush. I will like go for my run. I will meditate. I will drink my smoothie. Then I will like take the kids to school. I will come back and work and do this and do that. So I, I start writing down like how my perfect it's not the perfect life anymore. We're going smaller this time. Instead of thinking about, oh, what is the vision, your life vision, let's talk about the day now. Yeah. Perfect day. So I went from from trying to get all of these big, massive, I don't know, goals for life to think about a small day. Like, let's concentrate for today. Mm -hmm. How will be my perfect day? And that's what I did. Like, okay, I write it down and I'm like, okay, so I don't want to burn out. I don't want to be on a rush anymore. So instead of, I know I have to exercise because I stopped exercising during that time because I I was getting so busy and so tired. Like I work until, I don't know, 11.30 PM and then having to wake up and whatever. So I was like, okay, instead of all of this, I'm just going to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to go for my run. So I'm not in a rush in the mornings that, oh my God, I have to do this. I have to, no, if I wake up five in the morning at 6 a.m., I'm already finished with my, with my workout and I still have plenty of time from like from six to eight to have my daughter ready for school and for me to like move a little bit of job. So I started creating a schedule for me that I started to work. Yeah. And, and the things start, like my mood and everything is starting improve, improving by itself. So that's how I take in myself. If I start getting very, I know there are ups and downs. There are times, I don't know if you have this campaign, marketing campaign that you want to launch and you're working, you're, you're, you're working very hard to get this, yeah. this launch. There are going to be moments like that. That's okay. But you have to balance it out and know, okay, 
I'm gonna put all of this effort for two days or three days. After that, I need to slow down. I need to take a break. I need to take breaks because having um, mental, your mental health is as important as your physical health. Yeah. So what, whatever I do, like I can have all of this success and this is how am I gonna help others and, and talk about wellness and talk about this if I don't do it myself, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that is so important. We need to take care of ourselves before we can take care of others because, you know, your mental health is so, so important as well as your physical health, like you said. And some of the things you've talked about are, you know, what I call the non-negotiables in your day, right? So in my day, my non-negotiables is I have to journal every day and I have to meditate every day in the morning because it makes me feel calmer throughout the day, but also gives me a purpose for the day or sets my intention for the day. Um, and actually you're, you know, everyone that I've talked to that, you know, is able to build this, um, you know, sense of calm for themselves during the day, they all say they get up at 5am. And so Jackie, who I talked to in my second episode, she said 5am is the magical hour, you know, it's the magic. It's like where, you know, she can hear her spirit guides the best, you know, when she meditates, she said they all come at 5am. And it's so surprising to me because we always hear about the 5am club we hear about, you know, Tony Robbins and Oprah and all these really successful people. They all wake up at 5 a.m. to do the journaling, the meditating, the exercising um, and the intention setting for the day. So it's very encouraging to see you also say uh, you get up at 5 a.m. It's something I've been trying to do <laughs> since I talked to Jackie two months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's harder for me to get up because I'm an evening person. I'm not a morning person. So trying to, but now with my daughter, I mean, I'm trying to shift to that morning to create that time and that space for myself to be able to be slower in the morning. I um, didn't know that Oprah and Tony Robbins, they wake up at 5 a.m. I never guess they do it. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have, um, I, I, uh, I can link it or I can send it to you, but, but, but yeah, it is like the, they have a morning routine where they manifest what they want for the day. And so it's been really central to their, to their happiness. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't a morning person either. And I have times like during the pandemic, to be honest, I've been waking up at 6.30 or 7. Yeah. And, but because I don't have like myself, how I was handling things before is I don't like working from home. I actually really don't like working from home. So I like sometimes, like when this is snowing and whatever and you don't want to drive, it's okay. But daily... I like to have my workspace separately from my home because for me, home means my, like my spa, my, my calm place. Yeah. Even though it's not calm with the two kids, but I feel it like my calm place. <laughs> so what I was doing is I will go to, to the office for four hours and then work the rest of the day here at home. But with the pandemic, I haven't been at the office like for three months, I guess. Yeah. So I, 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 kind of plan out the day like this my schedule is so messed up right now but I still do like I let myself sleep a little bit more this time yeah. but I still continue with the routine of running and meditation and I notice a huge change of my mood and my thoughts when I stop doing it yeah 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 it's surprising how much it changes you know and even myself you know the last two weeks it's just been busier for me so I stopped with the yoga in the mornings because I just could have make that extra time for it. But I've noticed that my mood, my body, I just feel achy, more sore. You know, I don't feel as lightweight as I felt before. And, you know, it's surprising, you know, how much a bit of flow or a bit of movement every morning really, really makes a difference in your life. Um, you know, whatever it may be that you have going on that day, but it makes a huge difference. And so I, you know, I think it's amazing that you get up and go for a run um, every day and we are able to meditate. I think that that's, you know, and like you said, you know, you have two children, you know, you have, you know, a very busy, um, life personally and in your business, but you make the time for it. So, if, you know, if you can, then anybody can, you know, that, you know, and I always say, somebody always says, somebody said to me once that, you know, if you ever want something done, give it to a busy mom because <laughs> they'll get it done. And that's how I feel. I feel like once, you know, you just kind of make this time, you just get it done to get it over with. 
um, and to move on to your next thing that you need to do because there's always a to-do list. Um, but being yeah, able to make those accomplishments is, is key. I have some people that, um, that they tell me, I really, really want to create a blog and Instagram business. And, but I just have the two kids and I don't want to burn out myself. Like I just don't want to burn out myself. So I reply to them, then you don't really want it. Because if you really, really want it, if it was something that you are super excited and passionate about, you will make it happen. You will make time to do it. It's Mm -hmm. like, if I tell you, I don't know, if you really want to go and travel to Paris, and if I tell you that if you wake up every morning for the next two months at 5 a.m., I will give you a ticket to Paris with everything paid. Would you wake up at 5 a.m. every day? (laughs) Hell yes, even if you don't like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, um, you will find the time if it's if something that you really, really want, you know, you will find the time because it's, it's, you know, it is, I mean, speaking for myself who like, you know, doesn't have a lot of social media experience or marketing experience. And I know nothing about marketing, but, um, you know, starting this podcast and even my social media, and my blog, you know, it's hard because I don't have that knowledge, but but when I was making the time evenings, you know, during nap times or early mornings or kind of wherever I could find a bit of time, when I did it, it was something that brought me happiness or joy to be sitting down and doing it. You know, I looked forward to making making my time doing that, you know, and I had to sacrifice, you know, relaxing, watching TV or just like being able to read a book, things that I would normally be doing because, you know, I wanted to do this. This is my goal. But um, you know, and once it kind of happens, you start to get into a rhythm and you're able to make the time for it, but you have to love it because it can't, you know, it is a lot of work. It's overwhelming. I'm sure you can say that with your clients too, but when you're doing it, you have to love it because you do, it does take a lot of time and effort and, um, yeah. And taking care of yourself is very important, you know, in the whole process of it. I literally train myself. I think I don't know, I take trainings like coachings or whatever once a month. Mm-hmm. And I attend PR events, like one or two PR events a month as well. And I literally attend these events online or took these trainings while I'm on the, sometimes they're at the same time that it's bad time. And I will be like having my tears in the bad time and with my laptop in the next listening. So find a way when I was, when I'm driving to leave my kids to, to their schools, I'm listening to podcasts that are going to, that, um, for me to get the knowledge, to get the the training to, for me to get updated. So there is always, always time. Yeah, exactly. So I, I really appreciate you taking your time to share your story. I think it's very, very inspiring Um, what I normally do at the end of every episode is I ask a question from a deck of table topics. Um, and they're just questions that you would ask to start conversations in a group. So I'm just going to grab a card and I'll just be back one sec. Okay. I usually bring these cards when I'm in like uh, a room there's, they're called table topics, but, um, there's tons of different kinds of them. I've linked them on my blog if you want to look, but um, I bring it out, you know, when I have like groups of friends over, if we want to get to know each other on a deeper level or get to know each other more, I pull these out and then they all have to answer it. And it's very interesting to see what everybody thinks. But even in a group of people, when you don't know very, people very well, it's good to do it too, to see, you know, break the ice. I love it. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to pull a card here. Um, Okay, let's do this one. Um, if you only had five more years to live, would you change anything about your life? I will travel more. That's travel more? Yeah, I think that's it. I will travel more. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. So I think uh, I, you know, I would love, if I could change one thing, it would be, yeah, just to be able to be more intentional about, you know, my, my work, about my day, you know, and just making sure I, I am able to continue to be working at, on this brand, but also spending more time with my daughter. You know, I love her to death, but sometimes I just, I just enjoy coming into our little office and being away from her for a little bit, but 
Then I always have the mom guilt. I'm like, oh, I should be studying every minute because she's going to grow up so quickly and I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to miss being with her every minute. But yeah, for me, I think it's just being more intentional and taking some time for myself to just relax and reflect and, you know, be able to gather my thoughts. You have to, because that's a way for her to teach her self-love and self-respect as well. Yeah, exactly. I always make sure that she she look at me like that like in the morning she knows that um i grew up such in a in a in a culture on diet culture that oh like take care of what you eat and whatever and myself i'm trying to teach something different for her like showing her that taking care of herself like exercising she she sees me like going in, in a run in the morning and she's like, oh, are you going to exercise? So I feel like people learn more from seeing other actions than from words. So, yeah, sure. so I try to show her like that. So if, if she sees us, that we are um, taking time for us to do what we love, is for us to show her that that's something important for her to do in the future as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really great what you said about how you're trying to raise her in a different way or not in a way, um, you know, that you were raised or that in the culture that you lived in. Um, I think it's really important because, you know, with everything going on this week, you know, with body image as well, with the diet culture as a whole, there's so much that's changing and there's so much more acceptance now. And it's, it's you know, how do you teach that to your children? you know, how do you raise conscious children to be aware of these, you know, these beliefs and these new ways of thinking um, that should be there. But I think it's, it's really incredible that you're doing that. That's all. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being on. And I really appreciate you sharing your story. Um, It's it's very inspiring. And I know it'll inspire lots of mompreneurs and uh, women out there that want to create the life for themselves as well. Awesome. If anyone has any questions, you can reach out to me. Um, my Instagram is athenasangulo or my website athenasangulo.com. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And I'll link all of that on our social media and our blog, like I said, and on our show notes. Um, all right. Thank you so much, Athena. So I really appreciate you joining me today. Thank you. Have a great night. Bye. thank you for listening to the end of this episode i appreciate you being here and giving athena so much love and support and i hope that you're inspired by her story because she took the chance to create a life that she wanted for herself and she is now inspiring and empowering other people to create this life for themselves as well And as always, if you could please like, subscribe, and share our podcast with your family and your friends and your community to help us grow, we would sincerely appreciate it. And finally, as always, you have the ability to catalyze your life from ordinary to extraordinary, and it all starts with you. And you can do it. Anything you do, you can start right away. Just dream it and make it it. time. Just dream it and make time to make it actionable, and you can achieve it. All right, so we'll see you guys next week. Bye.